0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to Rebel FM, episode one hundred and fifty-six. I'm Anthony Gallegos. With me is Pee the Cat. Oh, now she doesn't Matt. know. What? I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. You've only said it a hundred and fifty something. No, times, I'm being. Right? I'm being dead serious right or now. Matt. Why can I not remember Matt's last name? Can you not? I seriously can't. Ch- wow. Chandra-nay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I just, I'm pretty sure I just had a there stroke. Were, there was a
2: few weeks back
1: I couldn't remember Pear's name. <laughs> really? I think I... I know, but I think I just had a stroke. No, no, I don't think that you did. No, I don't think you did either, actually. I can't use my arm. Arthur Geese is also here.
2: I like how you went from, like, a Steve <laughs> Brule intro into a morning radio DJ intro. <laughs> yeah. Come here, cat. This is after I called you an insult that hails back from, like, 1981
1: or <laughs> 82. Come on. you Don't you dare lay on my Star Wars Xbox. She um, so wants to right now. So, video games.
3: Video games.
2: It kills me on Twitter when I see people talk about XCOM. Really? Why? Because I can't play it. Um, why not? Why not? Because I have... Other games? I yeah. have other things I have to play.
3: I so wish I could play I've X-Men been playing
1: more. I, I pretty much... I needed to restart, though, because my first take I lost. Hmm. Pretty much. I mean, I, it's a forgotten conclusion. Yeah. And I lost by losing all the members of the council. Oh, because, wow. uh, and And it's because, even though I was playing on normal, it's because I... Spent all my money and alloys on making my soldiers as amazing they can be, like best guns immediately, best armor I immediately. A lot of people say that. Actually. And then what happened is I did not launch satellites, mm-hmm. I did not upgrade my planes to be able to take out UFOs that are mm-hmm. attacking, and all of a sudden, like, I yeah, just, that, that's
3: actually what you said in the last episode. So now now you're like definitely like it's when I, over.
1: Yes, exactly. When yeah. I go into the the next game that I play, I'm definitely going to start <laughs> by upgrading like my infrastructure more than my soldiers Mm. because they can get by and and i think that's why like i've never lost i've only ever lost one guy Mm -hmm. but i may have only ever lost one guy but i lost countries right (laughs) so i I think i made the wrong choices there Um, right now right uh, a good general knows when to sacrifice his men (laughs) well one guy for a country right yeah (laughs) for the whole program so
2: yeah i mean i'm i I played, like, eight and a half hours in, and I was actually doing really well. Like, I was getting A's in every mission. I had a couple of countries that were, like, at Panic Level 3. Like, they were yellow. But nobody was freaking out. Like, That's I was fine. Panic to Level 3 is fine. Satellites and building up my, my thing. I didn't have quite enough money to make as many equipment purchases as I want to, wanted to, but I was definitely investing in, like, interceptors and power yeah and see satellites. i didn't do that mm-hmm. sort
3: of like so yellow is fine sort of like how
2: we've been on orange alert for a decade now oh, okay. oh yeah that doesn't mean Anything. Um, <laughs> yellow isn't yeah. good right uh but it's i think it's acceptable it's tolerable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a couple people at yellow and everybody else at green you're doing pretty well or you've just started hmm.
1: but yeah other than that i just started playing uh i just finished the borderlands dlc Review of which is up on IGN period com. Um, <laughs> I I I uh, I think I gave it what Arthur gave, Borderlands two. This is the pirate booty.
2: Yeah. Did you find the the big daddy and the little sister?
1: I did not, and I know exactly where it is from watching the video. But I did, I did that quest, and I did not encounter a big daddy. I mean, and a maybe they only spawn so many times out of a hundred or whatever. <laughs> exactly, because like, the spawn
2: rates in that game of
1: rares, it, like so much of that game is fucking taken from a, an MMO. Sure, and and that's the thing that I actually kind of didn't like as much about this DLC. Is first off, this DLC, I don't think. It was made primarily by Gearbox. It's made mm-hmm. primarily by a company called Triptych Games. Mm-hmm. And uh, who, who the fuck are Triptych? I don't know, but they're the first company credited in the credits. as Triptych Games. Um, I still haven't beat uh, the vanilla
3: Borderlands two. So this why? Because I played Dishonored instead.
2: This I'll why, say, didn't you, why did you stop playing Borderlands?
3: Because I started playing Dishonored instead. Did you not hear me when I spoke just now? Triptych worked on Duke Nukem
1: there you go that's probably why they used them (laughs) um but uh so this content you can start whenever you're level 15 Mm -hmm. you install it basically and there's just like immediately a fast travel point to this area Mm. completely disconnected from the main storyline like Mm -hmm. the only acknowledgement that you have that this is still pandora and you know world where hyperion is and stuff is that you'll run into some robots Mm. but uh the thing that bothered me about it is that like this is like the most MMO-like and like I can still get sucked in by that, right? Like I recognize sure. that I am susceptible to kill X of whatever, collect <laughs> blah, blah. Right. but like I felt like Borderlands 2 did a decent job of like uh, having those quests, but they were intermittent in between like smarter quests, smart, mm. like there were a smartly designed quests, and there were those which were more typical mm-hmm. and they were interspersed. And this one, it's like nothing but those type of quests pretty much from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the story like isn't necessarily all that interesting. Like the most the coolest and like most interesting character and like well written character, you meet immediately. You do some quests for him and then you never talk to him again. Which is sad because he's like he's funny. <laughs> he's really, really, really funny like So
3: it's just really unimaginative.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's like fun because it's like if you want more borderlands and you want to collect more guns and you want to explore new areas. Did you, or, you play
2: with people or by yourself?
1: I played by myself. But I played Borderlands 2 all by myself, too. Like, I enjoy playing that game I, primarily by myself. Not all by yourself. Okay, that's not you, true.
3: You forget the times that we had together. That's Anthony. true.
2: Playing this? Playing
3: Borderlands 2. No, like,
2: Play, playing, playing the DLC or, or oh, playing Borderlands 2 after review? Yeah. Uh,
1: after review. But, yeah, um, I mean, oh, and I played Borderlands To for review with people as well uh, during chunks of it but i primarily like to play that primarily by myself because i play at a much slower pace than most people are willing to go at (laughs) Uh, and uh, triptych
2: is composed of x3d realms employees that made that created the studio when duke Nukem forever development was halted
1: there you go so I guess, you know, they're working with Gearbox on this, unsurprisingly. But yeah, I mean, like, to me, like, I like Borderlands as a single-player game, personally. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, my primary way. Like, I like to jump in with people like you. Like, we had fun when we ran through that yeah. section together. Like, mm-hmm. but it is a totally different pacing than when I play it by myself. Yeah. When you and I play together, we're like a murder squad. Like, we're just steamrolling <laughs> shit. And when I play by myself, I'm a lot more methodical, which is especially nice because I've, and my new playthrough in retail I've been going through is Zero, and I've actually mm-hmm. been using a sniper rifle a lot, which is not typical me play at all Mm -hmm. but i've actually been enjoying that different change of pace yeah it's fun and uh but yeah the new dlc is just yeah, it's it's just kind of unimaginative and i don't feel like it does it doesn't nearly match the quality that i felt like was set down by the the main campaign right but it does add a lot like if you play it at like a like a like i was level 15 which is the minimum and i jumped in Mm -hmm. man it was like six or seven hours long um but i know, i know that some people at my work who are level 50 with like the best guns in the game they knocked it out in 3 you know wow. so wow yeah 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 your mileage will vary but right of course i mean i think it's like it's not it was a good start to like their whole dlc package like if the rest of it is as good or better like you know like if i had to well, write... it's
3: tough to it's tough to know you know cuz i'm have they announced any other partners that they're working
1: with on other dlc um or there does- was there was a some torque dlc that got supposedly leaked and that was linked to another company that they've worked with in the past i forget the name of it though um so it wouldn't surprise like my current like i my current prediction is the first two are are being like you know farmed out basically right and then the last two are are Uh, in-house so that makes sense um if i had to compare this one to like people that played a lot of borderlands one dlc like to Mm. me i was impressed by this in the same way that like i like general Knox. like i like general Knox, but Mm. it didn't blow me away right whereas like i think the best borderlands one dlc was like zombie island dr ned and the claptrap stuff was amazing Mm -hmm. but zombie island dr ned like that's like the quintessential like awesome like that was completely separated from the main campaign but it was like the self-contained fantastic story from start to finish Mm -hmm. it's still worth playing through the borderlands 2 dlc though if for nothing else other than the last section of the little story is pretty fun and the payout at the end is pretty significant. If How much like is the DLC? Ten bucks. Hmm. I mean.
2: Have you played the Mecromancer at all?
1: I, I want to start a Mecromancer as well. I've played a Mecromancer at a preview event. Is Necromancer um, a free addition to the game? She's free if you bought oh, any of the special pre-ordered. editions. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you got the Premier Club thing from pre-ordering. Mm-hmm. So uh, otherwise she's ten bucks but she's also really awesome like she has like you know the thing which obviously they you know do quite a lot of hubba called a girlfriend mode but mm-hmm. what they just mean by that is uh they it's just like that she has like kind of an easier mode for people that don't play a lot of first person shooters mm-hmm. like whether you know what no matter your gender mm-hmm. uh but it's like like she has all these ones that she can be built incredibly for survival she can also be built where like Every third bullet, if she's missing, ricochets and automatically hits a target. <laughs> like, like she, she. But she also has like really awesome modes, like one where she does better with as little ammo as possible in a gun because oh, every time she completely empties a clip and reloads, she gets like this bil- ability called like uh anarchy mm-hmm. so every t- but you have to fully empty a clip and reload because it's empty if you ever early reload you lose anarchy mm. but you can get it like anarchy up to like something crazy like 999 levels or something like <laughs> and every level increases your damage by like two percent but lowers your accuracy by two percent so she does really amazing with like A one shot shotgun. Right. She's like, boom, goes away. Anarchy, (laughs) increased damage, lower accuracy. But eventually, you're just running up and just shooting people directly in the face face, and blowing them up. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and her special ability is the ability to call in this robot called Death Trap, Mm -hmm. and you can make him do any variety of things as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's like a really cool, well thought out class, and she has like Mm -hmm. you know her own little quips like everyone does. Sure. Yeah. So far, I'm pretty impressed with. The DLC stuff they're the, doing.
3: It's funny. The one thing that I've noticed in, in playing Borderlands 2 with other people is kind of the same. <laughs> this totally shouldn't matter, but it's just one of those little things I wish they did. And I said the same thing in Borderlands 1 is that when your character has a quip, uh, it's completely random what gets generated on other so if you're playing multiplayer if your character says something it just pulls randomly from the sound files for that character for everybody in the game so you and your friends might be on xbox live and your character says something and you laugh at it and they don't hear the same thing. they don't hear the same thing sure. they hear
1: something totally different which yeah. still might be just as funny but it's something different right but you're not laughing at the same thing right yeah i get it yeah that, that's that is like a a kind of silly thing um
3: It's not something I should care about, but I totally do. And I think it's just because I want to, like, the whole thing about multiplayer is that you're having a social moment, and that sort of decreases the social moment of that. Because if everybody's laughing at this, it's, you know, it's like, because the characters in that are so well-written, we would just sit there and we'd listen to what they were saying, and then you, both you and I are laughing at the same time because they're so freaking hilarious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like this first piece of Borderlands DLC is made for people that are just wanting a lot more Borderlands, mm. like that's fine. It's good. Sure. It's not bad, but it's uh, it's not. I don't think people will be like. It's not like oh my god, you have to play this. You're be <laughs> right. so blown away, right?
2: So. Well, and that's how I feel about. Um, Do you think it adds to the game?
1: I think it adds in the sense that you get more time out of it, but I don't. I feel like if you, pl- Do you, th- you-
2: it does it make anything better? I ask because like among the things that Borderlands was lacking stuff was not on the list. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think and neither were like,
1: I don't think I, it
2: was. I I would be hard pressed to imagine that someone has exhausted the amount of shit in that game by now.
1: Well, I know a few people that have, but they are also kind of exceptions, not the rule obviously.
2: Like how many hours of that fucking game have they played?
1: 95 or something like that. That is
2: ridiculous. Yeah
3: it's literally also like laundry list Um, laundry list quests you know like that's something you don't need more of either
1: yeah i mean i don't necessarily feel like this adds anything new Mm -hmm. although that being said if you're already level 15 it does add two new raid bosses including one that is like a daily Mm -hmm. and one that is uh like the most mmo style like raid boss in the sense that like to fight him you you can't damage him normally Mm -hmm. Like, this is, like, the one that's, like, the first MMOs. Like, you have to shoot him and kill all the enemies around him, and eventually when you kill the enemies, they'll dissolve into a pool of acid. Mm -hmm. Then you have to lure him onto the pool of acid, so the acid will do damage to him to get his shields down. Mm -hmm. And if you don't lure him onto the, the thing of acid very fast... The acid turns into a cloud that kills you and your team. And Anybody that dies responds outside the. Arena. That is such a wow boss. Exactly right. Like that's like that's like what this thing. That like, sounds awful. But for level fifty people who are on that raid content, yeah, like, they're, some of them are really into that. You know, that is, uh, that's I've, why they started doing bosses
3: like this in WoW because like just the normal tank and spank type of stuff after a while becomes so boring that exactly. you, you need things that change it up and every and figuring out. The method to kill a boss is half of it. The other half of it is actually being able to execute on it in a group. It exactly, just and like they're taking when it's, everything
2: that's now outdated and frowned upon in. Yeah, MMOs. but
3: I, yeah, but but that's not. But I don't think that that's actually outdated and frowned upon. I think like, uh, that's that, kind of
1: something people look forward to in MMO. Boss exactly fights.
3: because like I I can say that like there are, that now like bosses can be done very badly like this you know like you can throw the right combination of things together that just become frustrating but. I've certainly been in groups, in, in WoW anyway, from four-player to, you know, like, whatever. 25-man like, raids. Yeah. Like, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, back in the day. where when it was, And I've only been in a couple of those, but when they were executed right, it was thrilling. Because, like, everybody was doing the right job at the right time. And, uh, yeah, it's just enjoyable. So, I mean, like, for yeah, that see, kind this, of the, I mean, content, the, and
1: this content is obviously there for a very small subsection of people right. that are going to get to level 50 and want to grind a boss because this is a boss too that like these are bosses that you grind because at least one of them drops crystals that is a new currency and you have mm. to trade those crystals into a special vendor to get items. So, now,
3: now see, that shit I
1: actually hate. but <laughs> uh, you, ga- Like gathering honor badges and all that no, stuff? No, I hate it. I um, mean
3: like I did it. I, I The reason why I hate it now is because I did it so much that I've like destroyed any semblance of fun that ever used to be involved in it. But I totally get the idea of the multi stage raid boss as an enjoyable experience.
1: Yeah. I feel like you could play Borderlands 2 and never play this DLC and and be fine. Yeah. But to me, I like it because it gave me additional content because I've already played like every quest in Borderlands. And that's exactly Except for raid bosses. I will not say I've done raid bosses. (laughs) Right.
3: Well, and that's exactly how I feel about um, the new Skyrim DLC, which is Hearthfire, which just adds. A a buildable house and some adoption. Yeah, well, it it has like three buildable houses that like you can sort of configure however you want, and there's like little thing, and there's like some little side quests associated with them, and it's not just straight up like just build shit.
2: Um, It's also super cheap. It's like five bucks. Yeah, it is really cheap,
3: and uh, but the I've actually I've actually found myself rather enjoying it. I'm I've only been working on the Lakeview house right now. But it's cool, because, like, you, you know, like, you buy... I'm dying. You have to buy, yeah. like, all... You have to... Because it gives me something to do with all this fucking materials that I gathered through, like, my... Why did you gather that material? 120 hours of Skyrim playing. Why were now? you gathering material? Because, like, I was, a, I was an armor crafter. Like, I did all of the armor stuff, and so I just kept picking shit up and, like, being a person with a
2: fucking problem.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, now it's like I have something to do with it all. But, and uh, I haven't. Apparently, there's, like, some little side quests and stuff that happen once you build some of these manors up enough, but I haven't run into any of them yet. Is it
2: tower defense? Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) It's funny looking at Skyrim and just being sad because the DLC plan does not match what they did for Fallout. No, it doesn't.
3: Well and the funny thing is though still is that like I like it when there's a when there's DLC that comes out for Skyrim, even if it's sort of nothing DLC like this, because it like puts me back in the world and I just continue doing quests that like I had never never finished.
2: It's God, I it would be so easy (laughs) to fall back into that game.
3: Exactly. And I enjoy falling back into that. Sure if you were unemployed. (laughs)
2: Yeah, for points uh, at a time. It's uh, it's in the Microsoft's holiday bundle. Oh yeah, w- along Year's with 60. like Forza, it's is that Forza what it's- Four? Yeah, and oh, Skyrim. Wow. It's like a download code for Skyrim, I think. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Which actually isn't bad because the game is only like three four and a half gigs. gigs. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I man, I hope they introduce they announce another Fallout game at the VGAs.
1: <laughs> and that would be I nice would stuff. play another one even though so New I. Vegas kind Whatever, of I new got Vegas tired. I don't mean New Vegas
2: I mean a new fall, like a, a Bethesda Fallout game i love New Vegas I just point me in the direction direction of the person whose dick I need to suck to make that happen and I will start sucking
3: New Vegas and New New Vegas had a lot of great DLC too. It had five DLC releases. I heard that
2: the DLC for New Vegas wasn't very good. I three never them, played any of it. Three
3: though. of them were good. Two of them were not good.
2: I mean, if that's the case, then that's basically like Fallout Three. Exactly. The thing about Fallout Three is that Fallout Three had some of the best DLC for any game I've ever played.
1: Yeah, and I was thankfully like I got roped into that game after all of it had come out. So I bought the year game of the year edition with all of it. So <laughs> as I played through, I just like randomly experienced it all. And it was awesome. Like point <laughs> right. Lookout
2: is amazing. Yeah, Point Lookout uh, is really, really Broken good. Steel is amazing. Point Lookout and Broken Steel, those two. Um,
1: <laughs> Mothership Zeta. It was fine. It was a fine, fine distraction. It also
2: has like, so, like really great moments. Like yeah. When you're walking yeah. around in space on the surface of the spaceship, <laughs> yeah, and when you're on the bridge doing your yeah. little spaceship battle,
3: well, my mothership, mothership Zeta, is sort of the same thing as the f- the f- Fallout New Vegas there that final DLC. I can't remember what it was called, but it had sort of that same sort dead of Dead money
2: was one of them, and
3: yeah, dead money was an earlier one. Um, it had that sort of same like you know high science. Uh,
2: classic b-movie flavor to it um mm. but anyway you also liked new vegas more than you liked Fallout 3 if i remember I, correctly
3: yes i think new vegas i like new vegas has way more technical problems no doubt but i feel like new vegas is actually a better story and a better game
2: i disagree with both of those statements um but i love that game anyway even yeah. as fucked up as that game is mm-hmm. still still yeah. Uh, I love that game. Like, I played way too much of that game. I would play I would play Fallout New Vegas so much that when Anthony and I would get up and get ready to leave for work, if Anthony was running behind, like, me in preparation time, mm-hmm. I would turn on Fallout New Vegas and play for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's a true statement. <laughs> I am not making that up. I am That's 100% pretty awesome. honest. I would go to bed at, like, 12.30 or, or 1 in the morning yeah. after playing that for a few hours. Hooray for Save Anywhere. Um and I would hope that it wouldn't fuck me and wipe out my saves.
1: <laughs> well yeah, that too. Uh
2: Anthony, have you played anything else? you played some Dishonored.
1: Yeah, I've been playing Dishonored. I just uh I think I've hit a point where it the game is telling me like this is it. Mm-hmm. But I know this isn't it. <laughs> this is like a moment where it's going to be like the this is it. And then the story, I can tell the game's going to take a right turn and be like, now you keep going. And mm-hmm. then it's going to. It's the problem
2: like, is you can see that coming, but it mm-hmm. still is trying to build up anticipation for climax. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was one of my big issues with Dishonored, is the part that you're about to go into.
1: Yeah, like, they're telling me, like, well, this is it. This is everything we've been doing. And it's like, I know this isn't it, guys, because there's so many other things you haven't fucking addressed yet. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that, too, but I still, like, I loved the way that it was told. But I did the, you know, I maybe this is spoilery, but you see it in all the fucking trailers. I finally did, like, the party mission, where mm-hmm. you're, like, at a a costume gown you <laughs> hitman in first person yes <laughs> <So> exactly <cool. laughs> i was immediately like this is the heaven and hell party like that's how so, i felt about it uh, yeah I, I
2: think i heard that the identity of the target changes every time you play that mission
3: oh does it really that's awesome
1: okay well yeah because the whole crux of this mission i don't want to spoil it yep, but don't do it but it's a really cool mission and and again that was the one that felt the most like hitman because mm-hmm. this was the one where i felt the least encouraged to ever use any sort of violence whatsoever mm-hmm. like this is the one where i'm just like how can i figure out the most bizarre way to take care of business yeah and,
3: and you can turn that whole party into a bloodbath if you
1: want sure to. sure 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 like i saw the video if you watch the edge in video review i think like our reviewer and at least in part of the video review like killed someone and throws them off a balcony into the middle of the party. And everyone's just like, Jesus <laughs> freaks the fuck out.
2: There's also an overseer there with a music box that there shuts is. down all your magic powers. Oh, yeah. uh, I yeah. actually
1: thought it was, I just think that's such a cool, like that's one thing that dishonored does so well is they, they go out of their way to make sure that the world feels thematically consistent. Oh yeah. Like if a guy's there playing music He's Mm -hmm. holding a music box with the dumb little, like, punch card thing that Mm -hmm. that does the music, Mm -hmm. like an an old music box. Yeah. Or he, uh, uh, or, like, you know, the the charms that you're always collecting that are magic Mm -hmm. are, excuse you, Mm -hmm. are carved from bones, whale bones in particular, because whales are, like, they establish early on. It's not just
2: that, they're, um... They're from a fallen society that was, like, buried mm-hmm. under rock, and then, like, as the seas rose See, washed even, out an old how city. Did you,
1: is that, did you read the books to find that out yeah. or something? See, and I, I've been collecting all the books because it collates them, mm-hmm. but I have not gone back and read them all. I I, read I, them. I pick every oh but my God. that's the thing. The, like, the lore is so awesome there is in this world. is hundreds of pages of lore, hundreds of pages. I know, it's amazing. Like, every room you go into... I mean, you find out Granny Rags' name. Right, every, yeah. I'm saying every room you go into, it's just, like, this... Every room you go into, there's a book flashing. Optional if you want it, but there yep. it is.
3: Well, and like, the awesome shit about reading those books is that, like, if you if you are reading them as you go along, you see you see graffiti on the walls, you hear people talk about stuff. It it get, it adds value
1: to every place that you go to in the world. See, I haven't been doing that merely because I've been trying to get there kind of fast because I don't have the like a lot of time. But uh, <coughs> I've been mostly playing that game, not as much for a story. As much as I am, just for the fun, like, like, just like I play Hitman, I don't play Hitman games for the story. Mm-hmm. I play Hitman games because I want to see how I'm going to tackle situations. Yeah. And for that alone, outside of even the fact that they do really great storytelling, is yeah. like the game just does such a good job of being like, here's a playground, <laughs> and we give you this thing, Blink, which is like the craziest ability because I'm just like, when I'm playing it, I'm like, designing an environment where you knew people were going to blink around and try and break everything mm-hmm. must have been fucking a nightmare. So. <laughs> Good on you guys. Well, for- I
3: definitely found situations where it was like I should totally be able to blink up there, yes. yep. and they just don't let you. Yes,
1: <laughs> they, just,
2: they really suck at establishing rule sets for when to
1: know when that is without trying and failing. Yeah, other than you'll like put your blink well, cursor up there and it just won't work. And yeah, well, yeah okay.
3: but I mean you can tell because it'll your your blink uh, sphere or whatever will obviously be hitting an invisible wall if your blink isn't over something where you you don't to,
2: there are some things that look like you should be able to reach them but you're too far away to blink to them so you get closer to them and then you find out you can't blink to them oh yeah yeah and there's there's not a good way they don't ever establish a means to tell you you can't blink to them because it's not even like oh well there are spikes there so i can't blink onto that because you can totally blink onto spikes and hurt yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i've done (laughs) like with the arrows up like you're climbing up over spikes and hurting yourself So there's not a consistent language uh, that they use to explain where you can go. And that's that's a design flaw.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I ran into that a lot because... You know, I, I, and I think this is sort of natural behavior for a lot of gamers is you're going to try to like find the most weird, clever. Like if there's a door down there and you need to know that you need to get to the other side of the door, I'm looking
1: for a way to go over a building.
2: Yeah, I climb in any game that allows me to climb. I'm always climbing.
1: Like, yeah. of course, it's saboteur. like I want to get up to the highest point I can. Right. In the Saboteur, uh,
2: it, there there's a Comic-Con demo and I went and played it. And there was a mission in there where you're going to the top of this building to where I think that there are like lights on a roof mm-hmm. or something like that. And you're supposed to sabotage them. Like You have to get by all these Germans. And you're supposed to go in disguised along the ground and, and try to remain in cover. But mm-hmm. I just like climbed up there, which they hadn't seen anyone ever do. <laughs>
0: uh, and they
2: didn't design like the game around it at all. Mm-hmm. But I did it. Because I'm that guy. I'm the guy that wants to climb on things. Mm-hmm. Like on Hitman, I will try to climb things. Also, is <laughs> oh, yeah. painful. There's there is a new Hitman in like four weeks.
1: Yeah, someone asked me the other day about the new Hitman. I was like, oh, yeah, it comes out next year. And like, no, it comes out this year. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> I was
1: like, I forget about that just because like no one's
2: talking about it. It's the Tuesday it. after the Wii U launch.
1: But oh, man, like. I know it is... what I'll do while all you suckers are playing your Wii U. Yeah, I know, right?
3: It, but is it is it or is it not? ridiculously obvious that the art director on this game was the same art director who designed City 17.
2: It's pretty
1: distinct. Yeah. Is it? Respect. Is yeah. it the same art director? It's the
2: same Not, art yeah, director. Yeah, especially... Victor Antonov, I think. Yeah. The, the yeah.
1: thing that makes it look the most like City 17 are, like, the weird black steel walls looks, that are, like... It looks
3: like the combine is taking over... Because um, like, you know how they would put Dunn those wall. those
1: parts in the where the combine city was extending out and the, metal, the walls That's would slowly shift out? Yeah. It looks also exactly tall the boys. same. Yeah, the tall boys, yeah, the yeah, tall
3: boy, strider. yeah. the tall
1: boy strider. He
2: likes things what are tall. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I but that being said, like it doesn't detract it from me. Like I it all feels super consistent because like you learn through the lore, you know, that all of those things were all of these metal structures and the tall boys and everything—all are all the brainchild of this one guy.
1: Um, yeah, this one doctor. Yeah, this, this Sokolov. One,
3: yeah, as they call them, a, a natural or a natural philosopher. Right. Yeah. 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 We, which is like a night. Which is something that they used to call scientists in like the 19th century. Yeah. At least for a little while, natural
1: philosopher. I love that. I just love like just watching like we did a video that when you this goes up, you watch the newest episode of Command Prompt that I did with Charles. He goes through a situation and does like four different ways. And one of the times he's just going around like a psychopath <laughs> and like flying up to a turret, ripping out the the, the whale oil fuel tank, throwing mm-hmm. it, blowing guys up. Mm-hmm. you know. And then another time it's like he could go up to the turret, throw a rewire device so it doesn't attack him anymore. And like, right. you know, you can turn things against people. It's just like they're yeah. just the sheer number of options that are going into it. It's like it's like they designed it where they're like now you get to this environment now it's just like phew, a fishnet of paths going on
3: and this game took me a really long time to get through because like i was exploring everywhere even even when even when like you're you pull out the heart thing that, that encourages you to explore that encourages you to explore and those uh the bone charms and like you know all, all and the upgrade runes. runes and stuff like that are always in alternate paths and in areas of the map that you might not otherwise have got to, and they're always fun to go
1: get because they're always a puzzle in and of themselves. Yeah, some of them are like in a room where it's like three of like the weeper things or whatever, and then it's <laughs> like, like how am I going to get past these, or am I just going to, or am I just going <laughs> to jump in there and jump back out? Mm-hmm. Like I've done that a few times too. Mm-hmm.
3: So. Yeah, well, I was always trying to avoid getting alerts. Because that—that's the the most fun for me in any stealth action game is to basically be a total ghost. So they're not
2: considered alerts until the lightning bolts on their head flash red.
1: Right. I know. So the thing is, is that uh, I try and go through a level without killing on. I mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I always end up <laughs> killing. Happens, man. I always end up killing someone in accident. Like I, ki- I, knock them out. I grab them, and mm-hmm. then I like, th- and then I like throw them but I, like, throw them, and they, like, hit their head, and they die. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, blood splatter hits, and I'm like, ah. Or I, like, throw them and don't realize that I'm going to throw them quite as far, and they go over an edge and tumble to their death. Well, you know you can actually set
3: them down. You don't have to throw them. I know. <laughs> but, like, uh, I totally must have killed somebody by accident on the last stage of the game. And and I in that last stage, I had been... I'd been playing for, like, I don't know, two hours already by the time. And I had no idea who I killed. The only option was to go back and play the stage again. So I'm like, well, I guess that's one achievement I'm not getting. But, like, uh, um, I would screw up a lot, and I would get alerts and things like that. But I would always quick save and quick load. and Like, I would quick save all the time. And uh, there was a part of me that thought, well, maybe I should just take whatever consequences are coming, and I should just play it that way, sort of like what I did with Heavy Rain. But then that, that wasn't Fuck the... That. Yeah, that wasn't the story I wanted to tell for myself. And so I did it this other way, and it's thoroughly enjoyable. Like, this this game sucked me in and didn't let go. I, I marathoned the shit out of it. I could not stop playing. I, like, went to bed late and woke up thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm enjoying it. It's incredible. It's... it's uh, it. It really does, you know, like we got a letter several weeks ago, somebody saying like, what about Thief 4 with Dishonored coming out? And and uh, Dishonored totally hits that Thief vibe for me that I've been looking for for so long that Deus Ex kind of touched on a little bit, um, Human Revolution kind of touched on a little bit, but this one, this one did it, this one brought me in and it sold me on it and it did it better.
1: I mean, I mean, if Thief is is like Dishonored, but more of it in a year, I'm okay with that. Yeah,
3: exactly. Know? I mean, I love the powers that you have, though, too. You can do so many cool things with them. I started using possession a lot by the end of the game.
2: And yeah. I uh, I expect great things with Thief 4. Me, too.
1: Because it's the Deus Ex Human Revolution guys. Yeah, me, too. I want, yeah. and if it's on new hardware, which in all likelihood it will be, like, yeah. I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, at this it. point, I think it's safe to assume that it will be. Yeah.
3: It's just Dishonored is a really, really, really good game. <laughs> I i'm completely bullish on it it's gonna be uh i'm looking forward to the game that actually unseats that one for me as game of the year
2: hmm. okay um
1: anything else nah, it's no son no nah. no nah, dog and i just at borderlands thing took up most of my time so yeah and i've been watching clone wars cartoon that's what I've been doing with my free time. That's what killed your Xbox, Clone so, Wars. Now I've been watching Blu-rays. So. Oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, and
3: how how cool was it? At, sorry to go back to Dishonored, but I just wanted to bring this one up. How, how was it like at the end of the game when you? Spoilers. It was. That is a spoiler. Okay, you can cut that out. God
2: damn it! Matt, did you play anything but Dishonored?
3: Um, just that and the Skyrim thing. Skyrim DLC. Anthony's I really wanted
2: shooter. to play XCOM, but no time. Play anything but Dishonored.
1: No, it's and- been all XCOM, XCOM Dishonored, <laughs> and 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 uh and Borderlands. Well, fuck you guys, because I played with toys. Yeah, actually, so do you, do you play some Skylanders? So, I beat Skylanders. Yeah, our, Damn. Our, The EIC of IGN, he you know reviewed it with his kid, and I saw his kid come in with the toy box full of <laughs> Skylanders toys, and I was picking him up and looking at him. I was like, man. these seem kind of cool. Exactly. That <laughs> yeah. was my thought. Especially the new one, the Giants uh-huh. and stuff. Because a lot of the new ones are designed to where when you put them on the pad, LEDs light up in them. <laughs> and like light up their eyes yeah. and shit. And I'm just like, man, what? That is so fucking cool. <laughs> and they don't even have batteries in them. They get fucking power wirelessly. Like, Jesus if I, if Christ. I, if, I, if I was in middle school when
3: this game... I mean, I'm still attracted to this game. But if I was in middle school when this sexually. game came out... Sexually. If I was in middle school when this game came out I would have gone apeshit over it yeah elementary yeah. middle school damn so uh, high school it, I would have been too cool but now as an adult I can appreciate how cool it is again. Um,
2: so yeah uh, I, I finished it I need to write a review still um, that won't go up until next week because we're not publishing any more reviews on the verge um, it is the game itself is I wouldn't say it's great but it is pretty good Mm-hmm. um it's not very complicated but the the skylander mechanic uh adds a sort of the feel of depth I guess so that to I mean you know how it works right like have you played
1: it I mean I've seen people play it where you drop the toy on and it swaps right. out the character so I mean
2: it's got like the portal of power and you drop your Skylanders on that and they appear in the game. Uh, it comes with three. The giants comes with Cinder, who's a dragon. Um, Are these all giants? That no, it, comes with? it only comes with one giant, uh, whose name I forget. I, I I used Cinder, which is an undead dragon, for basically the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like by the end, he I had I had bought all. His, Why would you want to switch his. out? Uh, because. Like in different levels, like certain Skylanders will be more powerful. Like they'll get damage bonuses and health bonuses in okay. certain areas. There are also certain areas that are closed off to anyone but a specific kind of Skylander. Like each kind, each Skylander has an elemental type. That fucking devious. Yeah, bastards. so you'll be going through, and at first <laughs> you're finding stuff that you can access with what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but then, then you later, have to buy new toys. Slowly, it's introducing you. It's like so you start off with air or air. Uh, life which is like a tree and death like undead which is the dragon uh but then over time you're like oh that's a that's an earth area i can't or a water area oh that's a oh that's a magic area i can't get to that one uh and even more devious is as you were exploring these levels you'll find hidden tokens that unlock new powers for other skylanders uh, that you'll have to you'll have to upgrade them to get them, but you you won't be able to upgrade some of these Skylanders completely until you find these tokens. Can you so buy Skylanders f- individually? Yes, but it's more expensive to do it that way. So you'll find these tokens for Skylanders you don't own, and it'll tell you this power is for such and such. Would you like to preview this Skylander? Uh, and then you can play it for a little no, bit. It shows you a video, like um. a CG <laughs> intro of them, like. Looking badass and them in the game, like super powerful doing all their
1: moves. So it has like a commercial to yeah. buy a toy yeah. in the that game. That's exactly what it has. It has Holy commercials shit. for the other Skylanders in there.
3: So this is microtransactions entering the real world.
2: Yeah. Uh I mean, but you have a physical product, and I think for but some I'm people saying. that is that's like the real lure, is that mm-hmm. it's it's incentivizing and and monetizing uh collectors in a way that uh, it, nothing has.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. that for kids, it's like the idea of like going over to my friend's house, bringing my toy with me, and knowing that the information like this guy is leveled up, and it's not leveled up on my Xbox; it's leveled up saved on this toy. Mm-hmm. And I can take that over to my friend's house, and you yeah. like that's that's crazy. <laughs> this game, so,
2: yeah, there's they sell it with a starter kit and and a like a pack for people who own it. The starter kit comes with Jetvac, who's uh, an air uh, Skylander. It comes with Cinder, who's uh, undead, and Tree Rex, who is uh, life. But Tree Rex is also a giant. Okay. So that's the new thing in this, is that there are giant Skylanders. And all you need to beat the game is a giant Skylander. But you have to have a giant Skylander to do it. Hmm. Uh, Because there are certain walls and things that you'll need to do... Uh, that require a giant to break through. Um, and actually now that I think about it, usually those walls can be broken through with a bomb which the other skylanders can find and throw against it. But your life will be significantly easier with a, a giant.
3: So did you only have the three toys that came with it or did you? have I played more?
2: through it with the three that came with it. I played through it most of it on Saturday and Sunday and then come Monday or Tuesday morning, I think I bought some over the weekend. I bought six and then how much are they each? It was $15 for three packs. So like $15 sure. for a package of three figures. Oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. I bought two of those. So that's six. And then Activision decided, oh, well, we probably should have sent out more than just the three. So they, I got five more from them. Uh, so now there are 14 fucking Skylanders in my apartment. <laughs> and not one water Skylander. Those fucking assholes. Uh, I have some repeats. Mm-hmm. I haven't opened the shrink wrap on anything uh, other than the ones that came in the box. Uh, so anyway, so so yeah, you'll be going through and you'll see these areas that you can't access except as these other Skylanders. Huh. And the whole game, having finished it, is just basically like... A gauntlet to throw Skylanders through and grind them and level them up and find hats.
1: What is the core game? Is it just like a beat-em up? It's an overhead
2: action game. I've heard it compared to Gauntlet, which isn't the worst description I've heard. Hmm. It's really just like a top-down action like beat-em-up kind of thing.
3: So how, how does you so you put your Skylander on the portal and that's yep. it? They're just in the game. That's yeah. the only, no, that's so the only like, interaction?
2: You you put your Skylander... Like so basically the second you take a Skylander off it goes to the screen and says, "Put put your Skylander on the Portal of Power," uh, and then you put one on and it does an intro. So one of the frustrating things about this game is every time you switch a character, you have to watch fucking like catchphrase video. Uh, <laughs> like for T-Rex, it's fear the bark, and for AirVac it's hawk and awe because he's a hawk. Get it? Uh, yeah. So you, I mean, every time you switch, you have to fucking watch this bullshit. And the first few times, it's like, oh, that's cool. It shows this thing. Just magically appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after a while, it's just like, I just want to fucking play the game. Just mm-hmm. stop making me do this. And that could be a reviewer complaint, but I don't think it is. I think that that's something that that maybe gets a little bit old. Uh, but anyway, the thing Depends is... Depends on how old the kids are. About two-thirds of the way through the game, there is a semi-ridiculous difficulty spike. Hmm. And it gets really hard. Uh, and you have the to thing grind is, to get through it I felt like I kind of did here's the thing um, can if, you a grind? if a Skylander dies yeah you can go back to old levels and okay. just play them over and over again if a Skylander quote dies like if they lose all their life they're, they have to rest for a while which means that they can't be used again until you beat the level so if you've got three Skylanders it's like Ninja Turtles on Nintendo like you've got <laughs> like once they're gone they're gone unless you own a bunch of other Skylanders so the more Skylanders you own, the easier it is to play through. So the more Skylanders you own, the more life you have to get through a level. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you fucking see what I'm talking about. Uh, it is a mechanism to make people want toys.
1: It's real life microtransactions. Yeah. It's free to play, uh, but like mm-hmm. the free to play model with toys. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's some
2: cool shit going on. Like as you level up a Skylander, it's stored on the figure. So if you yeah, take that to cool. someone else's house, like it's, it's leveled up. You can also wipe figures. I wish there was online play. Like there's local like battles, which I haven't had a chance to test yet. Um I think that requires two portals of power. Oh god. <laughs> um So yeah, I it's really clever. Uh it's it's pretty well written. It it's got a lot of very high profile voices, including fucking George Decay. Really? Yes. Uh, hello. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, the guy who does oh Brock my. Sampson's voice, whose name escapes me. Putty from Seinfeld is in it. Um, huh. And a bunch of other people that are recognizable names are in it. Uh, the writing is... is It's like a kid's show that parents wouldn't hate their lives if they had to watch. Right. Um, Which is important. And there's some fairly clever, le- clever, clever, clever level design, uh, especially later... Uh, I
3: like that new word, Clevel design. There, I like clever design. Like
2: there are parts where it looks like a shmup, and a very specific shmup. And if I say which one it is, it I feel like it'll spoil a surprise in the game. Hmm. But there are parts where that game just goes totally crazy in a way you don't expect it to.
0: <laughs> right um, on.
2: And it's weird, and it's definitely got its own vibe. And I didn't see Spyro once, except like a Spyro uh, floaty for
1: a pool. Uh, so Spyro isn't one of the figures they give you by no. default.
2: I think that he might be for the last one. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's so it's it's weird. And uh, so
1: Skylanders from the first game they carry over. Yes,
2: and if you leveled them up in the last game, I'm pretty sure
1: that they start that way in this one. Man, now I see why people when they had like exclusive Comic Con, yeah, people Skylanders out. people freaked out. Yeah, yeah, um, now I understand.
2: And I mean they like they said that they're going to try to make sure that it's not. Uh like the the stock issues that plagued them last year are not an issue this year. Was that an issue? Oh yeah, like they'd sold out like crazy. Oh. Like they go through like I heard Jeff Gersman talking about this on the bombcast last year, like he'd go to Toys R Us and like it just looked like a wasteland where the Skylanders <laughs> were supposed to be. <laughs> They probably just didn't expect it to be quite the sensation. I don't know that I buy that
1: because when or maybe they wanted to create that sense of they're hard to find. They had
2: their investor call and they bragged about the fact that this was going to be exactly what it ended up being. Oh,
1: really? Yes. Which is a super hot Christmas toy. Yeah, this is like Mm -hmm. this and Call of Duty are like Activision's jam right now. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But it's not like the thing is. I think that anyone in this room could play it and not hate it. Like, it's not amazing by itself as a game, yeah. but what it's doing with figures is something that nothing else
1: is doing. I mean, if I had a kid...
2: Yeah. Sure. My, if you had a kid and you're not afraid of the inevitable, I want more of these <laughs> cycle that you were bound to fall into, right. then you could definitely do worse. Like, if more kids' games were like Skylanders,
1: the, the world would be a better place. I was actually going to finish that sentence with, if I had a kid, I'd kill myself.
2: But. <laughs> if you had a kid i would cry <laughs> uh yeah i think that you really like you could i mean you could do worse obviously i i think that for a kid's game you'd be hard pressed to do better hmm. i think um,
1: yeah or maybe like like besides like the lego games some of those are pretty good
2: yeah yeah i i think that it seems to me like i i think that it works better than a lot of the lego games do
1: yeah, and I find that the idea of the, the physical part of it, of it is there's just such... There's, there's something so cool about that. A great
2: <laughs> sense of reward and progression to leveling them up uh, and making them more powerful. Because they become noticeably more powerful over time.
1: <sighs> I hate that this game sounds cool to me. You can borrow it. Uh, I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I don't know when I'll have time. Especially not with Hitman, Halo, Call of Duty. Just like... You know all yes. these Where games. I'd
2: be a jerk, and tell the audience that I have played Halo for in its entirety.
1: Yep, you and you and most most uh, most outlets, but I have not. I'll, I plan on it though, David Ellis. I'm gonna <laughs> play through that game and judge it so harshly. I'm gonna hit you up on Twitter. Tell well, they gave us a
2: bunch of money, so I'm contractually required to like it. Obviously, yeah. Like Forza Horizon.
1: Yay. Or I, fable the Journey <laughs> Fable the Journey man I just can't uh, I now own a Kinect but I don't care about Kinect games you were yeah. going to talk to your TV that's the like only good thing of the Kinect person. in my opinion is being able to say Xbox next episode <laughs> <laughs> and that's
2: right you fucking listened to last Christmas's episodes of Rebel oh, Fan, yeah, and I, and I, I told Ryan really O'Donnell that he was so like the dumbest shit.
1: like it's fucking so dumb oh yeah next episode okay that's so cool future fuck off <laughs> now I'm just like, I love it so much. it's <laughs> so. can't way to talk to it. See, that, that, I
3: think your only real consideration is, is, does this technology allow me to be more
1: lazy? And if the answer exactly, is yes, I, answer is you're going to use it. Exactly. I don't want to play the games that make me have to be active. I just want the options that are like, well, how can I not find the remote? <laughs> right. So.
2: Uh, and then I also played some Doom 3 bfg edition
1: see that's it made me happy when you told me that in this one you have a battery life to your light so yeah so the big like sad making
2: thing for this is that the the chief contrivance of doom 3 the thing that it is a contrivance yeah obviously the Mm -hmm. thing that divides the audience so clearly is that you had to hold a flashlight to like you either held a weapon or you held a flashlight yeah and that's it yeah uh, Which is and, why people came up with duct tape mods for right. Doom Three on yeah, PC. Yeah, and because it was so dark, like you were holding the
1: flashlight a lot. Yeah, so okay. you were, con- and then you, but you, but you were constantly being like,
2: "Gun," but I can't see light. Uh, I can't see. And so for for me, like that made it sort of the ultimate first person survival horror game. Yeah, at the mm-hmm. time, because you were constantly making like this calculated guess as to whether or not it's more important for you to have light or defense. And since the, the game is so fucking dark, light becomes really desperately
1: needed mm-hmm. that came out the year pp was born um <laughs> that came out
2: in 2004 on pc my my experiences with it were on xbox hmm. um which in some ways i feel was the superior way to play it Simply because tv plus 5.1 system in doom 3 equals me shitting my pants
1: i always wanted basis. to play on xbox because you could play co-op yeah but which we did yeah. actually
2: uh, like a year or so after it came out, that
3: yeah. game just not scary to me.
2: I man,
1: I, I don't think, know why it was. So... I still think that game is. Scary I, yeah, I just yeah no. Maybe I'm unnerved I mean, like, like, easier than you are.
3: Well, it's the I don't I don't feel like monster closet shocks. Yeah, that would happen to me. But like Dead Space One, I mean that's scare.
2: That is, I mean Dead Space. Yeah, Reminds but I, the exact same thing. Yeah, but
3: no Dead Space One. Like I had more of this impending sense of doom. in doom Doom, didn't give you that no doom doom i was doom i was just like half the time i knew it was coming and it would scare me anyway just because the sound would like blast at me you know and like give me that kind of shock
2: but like man i just could not disagree more
3: i just did not i well how can you disagree
2: that doom 3 doesn't do all those things you can't disagree with the way it makes me feel right i'm dis i disagree the way you feel is implying a failing on the game to do those
3: things. no 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 no. i'm i'm implying that it failed to do that to me like i'm not saying that it shouldn't have done that to you or that the game fails in that regard i'm just saying that for me like it wasn't scary Uh, the
1: game i I had a hard time playing that game for more than an hour at a time yeah i find it incredibly
2: stressful to play that game Mm. still
1: that, and you know another game that scared me back then that probably doesn't scare me now. Like the original Fear scared me a lot too back in the day. I Which I think if I went back and played Fear now, it probably wouldn't scare me. Yeah. I don't think Fear holds up very well. Yeah, that game just really bothered. I feel me. that
3: same way about uh, Clive Barker's Jericho.
1: I remember that game was that...
3: never
2: up. That game was held down forever. Yeah, that game was so bad.
3: Yeah, no, I mean I'm saying like when I first played it though, it freaked me out. Do
2: you remember how it starts?
1: there's a call a squad called Jericho. <laughs> it just like constantly <laughs> says Jericho all the time. I played that shit on game tap. Yeah. I only remember wow, that game because I remember Patrick Klepek being really excited for it. Cause Klepek's Klep- right, is obviously right, right. A, a super Clive fan. Nerd, yeah.
2: So, um, so yeah, I, so the thing about the new version of doom, the BFG version is that it adds a flashlight button that is on regardless of what you're holding. So you can be holding a gun and have a flashlight on. Mm. But it has a battery. But it has a battery. So now Very you're making... It, it, the battery dies so fast. <laughs> uh, so you're so you're basically like walking around hoping that the battery on your flashlight doesn't die when something awful happens. Uh, and just the way that it introduces sections, the way that it sort of establishes the knowledge that something really bad happened here and that something really bad is going to happen to you soon mm-hmm. is still really effective um, and uh, and uh yeah I, I just I find it really incredibly stressful <laughs> to play which I'm surprised by I just I thought that because I played it before it wouldn't be but it's been so long since I played it and yeah. I've forgotten a lot of what it does like when it actually like if you're looking into a mirror and all of a sudden the entire screen goes red and like your face starts rotting away <laughs> like stuff like that. Like very Silent Hilly almost survival horror. God, moments. I don't remember I don't remember anything from that game now other than None of that happened out. in co op. Yeah. Um and just yeah, I I I feel like it's very visually consistent mm-hmm. and that the entire world looks like it's it's cohesive. It's I mean it's it doesn't look as good as a modern game in a lot of ways. A uh, well yeah, a lot of the stuff how is really low res What they
1: do, up some stuff?
2: They, yeah some stuff like faces in particular i think um hmm. but uh yeah i i it just everything looks like it it's cohesive and i i've heard some people say that like doom 3 was the sort of root of id's mega texture theory that everything look like it's put together instead of like thrown together from a bunch of like assets hmm. um mm-hmm. but anyway uh the things I, I think that I forgot about Doom Three, and and actually having played Rage last year and Doom Three now, those games are not that different in how they sh- in how the shooting works. Hmm. The shooting in Doom Three is not great. Uh, there's it, it feels floaty, like it feels laggy, especially given the fact that it runs at sixty frames per second. Hmm. Uh, in much the same way that Rage did, mm-hmm. uh, I think the shotgun in Doom Three sucks. Uh, the shotgun that everybody remembers from that game that's awesome is the double-barreled slash super shotgun.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it um, just called Super Shotgun?
2: I think I don't remember, actually. I, don't, I just don't remember anymore. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, which I have not yet found. Uh, but just as a world, like as a sort of horror experience, I think it holds up really well and Doom 1 and 2 are on there
1: nah, um, I don't really care about that though I've played those games so many times yeah. you, know, you know what I d- <laughs> did not
2: played a ton of Doom 2 there's also a an expansion to Doom 2 that I never played that's on this I didn't even know there was an expansion I think it's like the Shores of Evil or something um, and it's like the f- and I know that it's an expansion because the first fucking mission of it like is super hard is filled with secret switches has <laughs> barons of hell and chaingun guys and then two fucking mancubuses like occupying a secret room um all right uh it's got the doom 3 expansion and then it's got the lost the lost chapter which is like eight new levels that Hmm. never came out um so i think that there's a lot of game there for for like 40 bucks and doom 3 is really fucking long like the speed run achievement for that game is 10 hours uh, which for a shooter now is absurd. yeah, it's
3: long for a shooter these days, especially.
2: Uh, it might be no rest for the living.
3: Hmm. Well, it's especially long if um, it's especially long if it stresses you out. Yeah. If it if it's yeah. really effective at like being stressful, then it's the kind of thing you can only tackle an hour or two at a time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't have that luxury because I'm trying to play a bunch of it for review. Sure. Um, but yeah so yeah I'm I'm enjoying it more than I thought more than I feared I would with the the flashlight changes because as soon as I figured out that they were doing that I was really bummed I'm still disappointed that you can't play it the old way it doesn't make sense to me that that's not in there um and there's no co-op in Doom 3 it's a port of the PC version and the 360 version was not developed by id hmm
3: I did not know that
2: it was Vicarious Visions huh Well, there you go. That did the co-op code from scratch. But Yeah, I mean, Doom 3 was one of the last amazing experiences I had on the Xbox.
1: Gun was that for me. I
2: mean, there was was just like a string of really amazing uh, Xbox games at the beginning of 2005. Among them, Chaos Theory and -hmm. Doom 3. Um, That was like the part where everybody was blown away by the graphics that the Xbox was putting out. Yep. Uh, Half-Life 2 came out on the Xbox that same year and looked fantastic.
3: Yeah, That was back when I thought I wouldn't buy another PC. And then in 2008, I did. <laughs> now you're back, baby! <laughs> yep. <laughs> and now I'm far more of a PC gamer these days than I am a console gamer. Yeah. And then the, the next Xbox is going to come out and then I'm going to be far more of a console gamer again.
1: I like to consider myself pretty agnostic. I am really super
2: excited for after this holiday. Like, yeah. there are some. There are some there are some amazing games coming out this year, mm-hmm. uh, but I am really excited to see what people have to show at the VGAs and what is going to get starting to get teased early, early next year. Yep. I agree.
0: Uh,
2: but that's it. I mean, I've been playing Assassin's Creed 3 and Halo 4. Which you can't um, talk about. You no, know, Murdered a lot of French people at Ubisoft Annecy yesterday morning in the morning before that. On oh, some multiplayer,
1: yeah, cool. I always enjoyed the Assassin's Creed multiplayer I games. It's, it's so always awesome. been a
2: good idea. Just fucking nobody plays it exactly.
1: I but I always thought it was so fun doing. <laughs> no, <it>. I know. <laughs> and the the mobile one's actually really good too. The free one, just because it's, huh. it's the same thing except top down. Right. But you're you're trying to mimic NPCs. Such a good idea. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a break. Yep. Sounds
0: like. <laughs>
1: And, and he says, "I have a couple of iOS questions." He says,
3: uh, "He says, have either Nobody Matt ever writes in for Android questions for Arthur?"
1: He yeah. says, "Have either you <laughs> have, I, have either Android. Matt or Anthony picked up an iPhone five? If so, have you played any games on it? Does the bigger screen make a notable difference?" I don't have an iPhone five.
3: Neither do I. I do know somebody who has one, and I and holding it in your hand is pretty amazing. But he's not a gamer, so I wasn't it's able to like check this, out games.
2: Right? Um, it might even be a little bit longer.
3: It is uh well no, the iPhone five is the same size as the iPhone four. It, it just it just has a slightly taller screen, yeah.
2: I thought that it was a five inch phone. Uh
3: maybe diagonal screen wise? I don't know. That's what this is. But it's the it's the same it's maybe it's four and a half. I honestly don't know how big the screen is. I just know that it's the same four. size as
1: the I iPhone. I don't think four. it's the screen size though that'll make a difference to some people. It'll probably be the fact that it has the higher resolution. Like Right. It's
3: not that much higher though, right? It's it's the same retina display. It just has like more, more pixels inch. vertically. It's 16 by 9 instead of uh,
2: whatever this is. Who needs an iPhone 5? Apparently today I get the fucking ice cream sandwich update.
1: Um, he also says, last chance for some idle speculation before Apple's big event. What are your thoughts on an iPad mini?
3: I mean, uh, I already talked about how I don't use my iPad enough. I'm not getting an iPad mini.
1: Yeah, me either
3: the iPad mini is for a very specific market segment I mean it's the same kind of my guess is
1: it's probably going to be a less powerful version of the iPad for cheaper
2: yeah I don't think that it'll be less powerful I think it'll be a lower resolution display and that's how they'll save the money
1: I thought it would have like iPad 2 hardware basically in it
2: yeah Yeah. there's no reason for them to do that because they're getting such good deals on bulk A6 prices or whatever that they don't need to
1: um. Here's a question that we probably can't answer from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, Then let's read the letter. He says, "Just he says, uh, do you think there's much idea saving in the development of a game? For example, for a game such as FIFA or the MB- NBA 2K series, or we could even say Call of Duty, mm-hmm. where there's an annual iteration, do developers think of ideas but then keep them for later years to keep the series fresh? Or do they just like add all the new features straight away that, that are thought of? I think that they
2: keep features that they need time to work on that they can't mm-hmm. pull off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of it, their yeah. ideas, they're like, man, it'd be really awesome. I yeah, bet we can't. But we got next year. I imagine right. there's <laughs> plenty
2: of stuff that they're like, well, we don't know how to do it technically. Mm-hmm. Especially now that we're at the end of a console generation, that they might be yeah. holding on to uh, to next gen.
3: Yeah, they might. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of them are like, yeah, well, you know, Xbox next, Xbox next, PS4.
2: Um. Is that so many PlayStations that it's actually circled back around? To
3: yes. Yes.
1: I'm going to read this one. <laughs>
2: the PlayStation? It's after
3: the universe has collapsed oh, okay. in on itself and
1: then expanded Oh, that's again. always fun to think
2: about. Thanks, yeah. asshole.
1: <laughs> Speedy writes in and he says, Cliffy B leaves Epic. Uh huh. The Doctors leave Bioware. Uh-huh. Irrational Games has, has had employees leave. This can only mean one thing. Peter Molyneux is assembling the ultimate game developers, Avengers. <laughs> 22 cans is not to be trifled trifled
2: (laughs) with. Actually a lot of the people that have left Irrational went to Microsoft. Like to new studios at Microsoft.
1: I didn't know Microsoft was making new studios. Microsoft has
2: done about 10 or 15 new studios over the last year and a half.
1: Have they? Yeah. Development? Game development studios?
2: They've been going crazy with new new studios.
1: I'm surprised because I don't feel like people have really heard about this. Tell me more. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Tell me more. uh,
2: Vancouver, Seattle, Montreal are they just uh, called
3: microsoft uk
2: or? uh no i i don't know what all their names are but they've been advertising for jobs at a bunch of these places for like the huh. last 18 i
1: months. mean i knew they had like 343 three, and then like, like the know. two people that just left irrational
2: went to microsoft
1: that's interesting because i knew they had 343 three, but i didn't know that they were trying to make other first-party studios yep. and i really and they're th- making them they're not just like buying studios no, and-
2: they've been starting new studios. Like well, I guess, so. I mean, if they next, have a
1: new console coming out, why not?
2: It's yeah. for next-gen development. Uh, everything I've heard is that Microsoft is going to do a big exclusive slash first-party push next console generation.
1: Well, that'd be good, because the yep. one thing that I felt like Sony always had on them was a lot of great first-party games. Mm-hmm. Microsoft had them, too. How about we say some good first-party games? I think they had some great ones, too. Which? Great ones? I like. I thought Infamous 2 was a great game. And I, and I thought... Uh, Obviously, I liked Killzone Three a lot, and like for but I and I thought I liked the Uncharted games a lot. What are great first party games on Xbox 360. Well, I can name a few too, right? Like Gears, Halo, uh, First Crackdown. You forgot about the ones that break your heart. Do
2: I? Oh, Viva Pinata. Actually, that's Skylanders. In a lot of ways, reminded me of Viva Pinata just spiritually
1: yeah i'm just saying that i felt like sony the reason i owned a playstation was to play those games that i couldn't get anywhere else sure and on xbox if they can even do that even more so like then it will still be my predominant system
2: yeah i just i think that a lot of the excuses that sony had didn't serve them particularly well
1: no i mean a lot of them were really fun but yeah you're Mm -hmm. right did you ever play resistance 3 i beat it yes (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it was like amazing or anything. Like I was like, okay, fun. I I don't regret playing it, but I was like, eh. Hmm. So, fair enough. Um, let's see. He says uh, this is from Ben O'Donnell, Ryan's uh brother. He says <laughs> I just I just read that the Wii U gamepad latency will be one sixtieth of a second. Arthur, is that a reasonable amount of latency?
2: Uh, I. Th- I don't know. I think that that's what the PS3 and 360 pads are currently measured at. Okay. Um, I don't know. Fuck. I'm not worried about latency in button presses to TV screen. I'm worried about latency in what appears on GamePad and how long it takes GamePad to send information back to to Mm -hmm. TV screen. Back to TV screen, yeah. Like, that's where my fears of latency are right because I mean
3: like the signal is traveling at the speed of light but that doesn't mean anything in terms of like how long it takes to get out of your Wii U controller and into the Wii U system and process through everything onto the screen yeah
2: there's just a lot of signal processing going on
3: because yeah it has to be interpreted into the signal that then goes to the TV that then
2: has to be de-interpreted oh man that makes me sound like an ignorant asshole I mean I imagine that part of the signal that goes to the controller (laughs) includes just like a mapping of the touch screen so that they know, like the system knows that where you're touching on the touch screen corresponds to part of the video signal that it's sending out Hmm. because the, like there's not any code that's really running on the touch screen, Mm -hmm. uh, like gameplay wise. It's just like a video that's being broadcast. It's like the, the Wii U is outputting to two monitors at the same time, except one of them is over a very lossy wireless signal.
3: Mm. Um. Makes me wonder if you're ever going to run into any issues, which I bet people do, where you're on your Wii U game pad screen thingy, and it's just uh, the signal just like cuts out or just doesn't work for some reason. Because mm-hmm. signal interference over the air happens all the time. It happens with Wi-Fi signals, cell phone signals, whatever. They're not supposed to interfere with each other, but there's just so much shit flying around everywhere that it just happens.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to find out in less than a month. <laughs> yeah, <that>. It's true. <laughs> um, This guy, Chris, along with a bunch of other people have written in recently about building PCs. It's like the most common question we get. Hmm. Like, if I I can't recommend a build for you off the top of my head. Go to Tom's Hardware. They always have great articles about, like, this price-value PC that are constantly updated, and they do a really good um, job. There's, a, There's a... Also this, I know exactly Neo-GAF where you're going. Thread. Exactly. The NeoGAF thread stays build pretty your up-to-date, own PC too. The Builder
2: NeoGAF thread is really comprehensive.
1: And the yeah. people there will generally be mostly nice if just you're asking questions. the fucking
2: first posts in that thread so you don't come across like an asshole and get berated by people.
3: Yep. For not reading the first post, yeah. Um. So let's see. These My, days I feel... Sorry, I was no just going to say. These days I feel like... Uh, The one thing that I know I would do if I built a new PC uh,
1: would be to get a solid-state hard drive. At least for your OS. That's what I'm saying. For my OS, yeah. We just built one at work for a PC game capture, and we bought, like... It cost us, like, Mm $1,400, but we put, like, a 3.6 gigahertz i7 in it, Mm -hmm. like, 16 gigs of RAM, a GTX... uh, 670. Mm-hmm. This is very similar to the PC I built for Phil, except for the video card. <laughs> and uh, and then we put in a, a 256 gig SSD for the OS, and then a, mm-hmm. a one terabyte drive for like everything else. Right, and it's like you know like that is a badass rig yeah yep. exactly <laughs> i mean the 680 is overkill just like the
2: 79 it is 90 is overkill
1: but I mean, it wasn't my money's. <laughs> well no they they, put, they got the
2: 670 which is like the sweet spot of nvidia cards right now right which is ridiculous that it's not the 660 because that's supposed to be what it's fucking for
1: hmm. but uh um, I,
2: I just think that right now isn't necessarily the best time to build a pc Unless you really desperately want one. It was more of a need, but yeah. Well, for IGN, yeah, but I just think that the... The general consumer. The hardware manufacturers know what's coming as far as new consoles, and new consoles tend to establish the roadmap
1: for the next few years, at least, Mm -hmm. of hardware. Well, do you think that a lot of people's current video cards will fastly become obsolete? Or at least they'll have to run on lowered settings, obviously, but... I mean, I'm not going to say what
2: I told you guys earlier, but what I told you guys earlier would suggest that the rigs that have been perfectly serviceable for a lot of people for the last two years are going to be grossly outmatched by stuff coming out. Lower
3: your settings. That's that's totally what I expect. Sure, me too. Yeah, because like I've said several times, my PC that I built in 2008, I'm still using and it still runs great. And I totally expect that
2: to go... Away,
3: if like you, as soon as the next Xbox comes if you've
2: out. If you PC gamed for a long time, just think back to 2005. Yeah, exactly. And how suddenly there's just a string of games that just kick the shit out of your system. Yep. Like Fear and Company of Heroes. Yeah. And fucking Crisis in 2007 and Far Cry and Doom 3 at the end of, of like 2004. People were running Doom 3 at 640 by 480, for fuck's <laughs> sake, or 800 by 600. Um, there were just games that were on the cusp of what was going to be possible. Um, and i that's going to happen this year. This coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that those games are going to come out early in the year, but by the fall, I think that they will. And it seems more and more likely that the new Xbox will be out in September. So,
3: This sounds both wise and prescient to me.
2: But if you can't wait, then you can't wait. If you If you really need a... A PC now, I would advise just buying like a mid-tier video card and making do until you see what happens. In the
1: I have no year. idea what this next email is. <laughs> I only read part, read part of it, it, but I'm anyway. going to read it I to you guys. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> because it's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. No, I just okay. do, go, go with the bizarre. Do it. Right, it's he, Thursday. Let's do this, motherfucker. Please don't use my name on air. Refer okay. to me as Jason. For the last six years, I have been using computer software to augment my memory. It's wait, a concept- he
3: specifically told you to refer to him as this name? Yeah. He says, "It's okay.
1: I've been using computer software to augment my memory. It's a concept called spaced repetition and is one of the most neglected aspects of psychology that has great academic potential. While one could be reductive and say they are smart flashcards, they create a great deal of interesting implications. Humans basically have a virtually unlimited capacity of retaining knowledge, the only limitation being one's brief lifespan. Impressions made on the brain can be cemented over time and become a long-term memory rather than a short-term one with uh but a small amount of reviews timed pop- properly as a result of finding this genie in the bottle type scenario for memory i'm pursuing an odd ad- odd ad- autodidactic lifestyle that takes full advantage of this nifty tool where do games come in since after reading <laughs> moonwalking with einstein a very interesting book about bizarre mental shortcuts used by memory champions i didn't even know there were memory champions there are, yeah i expanded on something i had done previously to commit japanese character readings to memory use different locations and environments as placeholders for important concepts I divided them up into 100 main locations to aid with numerical memorization, each having their own sublocations. I not remember what he said at the beginning. For <laughs> smaller caves of knowledge. For example, a sublocation in 18 is devoted to the end of World War 1, which happened in 1918. I don't know what he's talking about anymore. As I started that to run, sounds
2: like contextual memory.
1: As I started to run out of real-life locations, I realized that video games i played in the past have rich worlds that felt distinct from one another. (laughs) While I haven't played many games over the last three years or so, I've used almost all of Ocarina of Time's locations as memory placeholders. Most of Half-Life 2's levels, a number of Bioshock locations, and many more to aid in memorization knowledge. Wow. And while I may never have the time to play games that I want, my memory studies take up most of my time. I enjoy listening to you guys give me your impressions of what different games play like. I will often combine your descriptions of a game world with a few videos and images of that game in action, and this gives me enough of an impression to create a distinct environment to add to my collection of memory placeholder sub-levels. Wow. So he said he just, he's just adding Dishonored and XCOM into his memory levels now. And that
3: it, is crazy. So that's awesome. A, crazy awesome.
2: That, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Welcome, dude.
1: <to, laughs> email me back, at Jason, and tell me what it's like being a cyborg. It just just sounds like you're a
2: robot at this point. I mean, if he's a cyborg, we're all cyborgs.
3: But but so so let me get this straight. Like he so he's saying that he uses places that he can remember, and he's like putting those memories in those places and creating like those associations to help. Yeah, like he remembers stuff about World
1: War World War One, right, by associating with the number eighteen, which he associates with this like place.
3: Right, yeah. And so when he, so thinks, it's like how he, they he thinks of that
1: place, all of a sudden his memory can remember these things better.
3: Right, exactly. Because there's more associations that apply to that one memory. Exactly. That is cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I don't have the... I'm never going to be a memory champion. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't even remember Matt's name. I'm now going to associate <laughs> Matt's name with Dunwall Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, Brent writes in. He says, I actually... He says, I absolutely hated everything I've played, both of Bioshock and the Half-Life series, Oh, fuck you! <laughs> but enjoyed the most recent Deus Ex game. Okay. Should I give Dishonored a shot? Yes. He says, I, like, I don't think something. you're going to
2: like it as much as Deus Ex, but I think that you'd like it. It has a lot more to do with Deus Ex than it does with Half-Life. Yeah, he it's says, comp- I'm a bit torn
1: since I hear good things, and then the comparisons are all to games I dislike.
2: I feel like Mission Design and Traversal is more like Deus Ex, but General, mm-hmm. like, Playing it feels more like Bioshock.
3: Mm-hmm. Because think, it has like
2: magical powers. Yeah, and just the way it controls, the way it moves. Which isn't totally surprising since it's an Unreal Engine 3 game. Yeah, that's true. Um, Firing the pistols is always kind of really weird. really like Deus Ex, you should play Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. And also, Deus Ex Invisible
1: War. I was going to say it. The first Vampire the Masquerade, I didn't realize that was made by Nihilistic.
2: Fuck those! I I mean, all like all the best to them. I hope that they find success with the change to iOS, but God, everything that they've ever touched <laughs> has been bad. Um, uh, also, Deus Ex... I mean, people should on Deus Ex Invisible War, but Dishonored reminds me a lot of that, too. Daryl writes in... And a lot of people
1: who worked on Dishonored worked on that. And says, I'm looking for an Xbox 360-style PS3 controller. I've heard Arthur talk about the MLG, MLG Pro.
2: Yep, that's the only one I would recommend. But yeah. he
1: says... I would prefer not to have it be a wired controller. You're fucked. Yeah. So I was wondering if you knew any wireless option for a good, durable, 360-style PS3 controller. There is not. The Dead Zone and all the wireless controllers that have the offset sticks is really, really bad. Yeah, that being said, if you don't notice things like Dead Zones quite as much, which I am way less susceptible to than like someone like I Arthur. I will lend
2: you my Ravens and let you play with them, and you will notice that Dead Zone. It is
1: Right, awesome. but I'm saying I'm way less. I am currently using the, the Batman one that was made and came out with Arkham City. Is that wired? With offset stick, and it's wireless, and it uses a dongle, and I'm not... Like the, I, that's the one I've been playing through with all of Dishonored. I tried that one. I
2: heard that it was okay,
1: and it's and i yeah. I think it's okay. Like that's just if the offset if the offset sticks are what you really want, it's mm-hmm. not a terrible option.
2: The control, I mean, the cable on
1: the MLG controller is but, pretty long. Exactly, that's the thing. Is like it's long. I don't know cable, and plus you dealt with cables for like a billion years. It feels so. It's <laughs> it's, it's it is the best feeling controller I've ever used. it is and it has like this like almost like rubberized surface to it that makes it feel really good in your you hands can also
2: i mean it can have a plasticy surface if you want like the plates are interchangeable um which i don't know why you would want a glossy plastic
1: finish like to hold on the controller but yeah. it's there if you want it just
3: make your hands
1: sweatier yeah all right here's an interesting question for want it to make love to my palms from justin <laughs> he says uh That's what she said with the release of dishonored next I'm curious what your opinions are on which game you think needs more in the way of support from people buying it within the post-launch window. Normally this time of year I look at the large backlog of the game and decide what I really don't need to buy, and which I will, and wait for really good sales to happen between now and the end of the year. I'm going to buy both, but I'm wondering which game could really use the purchase now to indicate success. It sounds like Dishonored is doing much less well than XCOM is.
3: Yeah, I was going to say XCOM had a lot more hype throughout this whole year than I think Dishonored did.
2: I don't know about that. I feel like the hype on XCOM has snowballed incredibly over the last six weeks. Um, And Dishonored had a lot of buzz at E3.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm Uh, just saying, like, I feel like I've been hearing about XCOM for a very long time. And Dishonored really feels to me like I just really started hearing about it is like, you really need to look out for this game starting this summer.
2: Secondhand uh, retail anecdotal evidence, all of which are things that are grains of salt by themselves. Uh, indicates to me that XCOM is selling better than Dishonored. I can believe that. Uh, which, it's not a bummer, exactly, but I would like Dishonored to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, even yeah, I mean, they both deserve to do well. That, that game is totally just like a thumb in the eye of retail considerations in, in, in literally every way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, even more so than Deus Ex last year, which was <laughs> in and of itself yeah. sort of a big middle finger to retail considerations. Mm-hmm.
3: It's just people who are really good at game design making a game that they would want to play.
2: Yep. Too bad the stealth indicators aren't good. That's true.
3: That was the one thing that I wanted to complain about, uh, other than not being able to teleport everywhere that looks like you can, was that it was unclear to me sometimes if shadows even mattered and whether or not I was in a shadow. it yeah, seemed not do like. It. Yeah, it seemed like there was... Just no good communication of any of that stuff. Yeah,
2: it seemed like as
3: long as I was, like, crouched and behind something or above guys, I was generally okay. But other than that, it was
1: kind of... As long as you didn't make a sound. Because then they might yeah. look up and see you. Yeah. <laughs> and um,
3: I, and I, did, I did notice that, like, once I got the... Um, once I upgraded to, like, the stealthy boots so that I could move more silently, um, then, yeah, I was getting noticed a lot less. But... It, that's one of the thing that they really should have borrowed from thief that they didn't and that thief was all about sound. I mean yeah you were moving in shadows and everything like that but the sound was equally as important in that
1: game. This game sound can be really important Sam, though yeah. you, you can still like do things like shoot a lethal crossbow bolt. At like a wall near a guy, and he'll hear it and be like, no, "What but, was that?"
3: But I'm talking more about like player movement. Like, you make. So- I mean, you do make sound. You do, you, you do, but it's just it. W- it's not nearly the same emphasis. Like, because you can't tell. You have to be listening really, really carefully to know if you're making enough sound to disturb. Or the you guys. turn on
2: the dark vision thing, and you can see, like the waves with level two dark right. vision,
3: right? But it. But in Thief, basically, you didn't have to have the dark vision. All you had to do was listen. Um, and you could tell Because yep. everything that you stepped on Had a really specific
1: sort of noise ratio to it right. We got one last question Do it It's from Tao My big boss Is it really? No, it's from someone named <laughs> Timothy But he calls himself tau Okay um, Yeah, Tao has a very particular name My boss Tau, Like mm-hmm. like Talmage Explain like, mm-hmm. that one to me It's the Jewiest name in yeah. the history of movie um, names <laughs> Timothy writes in, he says, the Wii U was announced almost a year and a half before its release. If Microsoft or Sony plan on having a new console out next holiday, would we not hear anything till E3, or do you think they would make an announcement months before with the details at E3?
2: I've heard February.
1: Do you think they'll do it in a private event, like for each one, like the way that like Surface was like, we're having a Surface event. I think that they would do something involving TV, just like
2: they did in 2005. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Fallon. That's what I meant.
1: But you're saying that that's how they're going to announce a new piece of hardware? I think that that's how they would debut like information. So you don't think it's X going talks. to be like a trade show? They're going to debut new information? Yeah, then
2: I think that they they and would then show some stuff. There would be some stuff at GDC. Um, and then the real deal. And there would be a total blowout at E3 when they'd have like price date, which would be probably in September.
1: Is and what it's starting
2: and games. To sound
1: like And games. All right. That's Arthur's that's prediction. What, I mean, that's that sounds what, reasonable to me too. So I'm not. Like, I don't challenge that I, assertion.
2: Originally, I thought it would be November, but it just seems like they want to get. And this could be like a, a fiscal year thing. Um, the fact that they did not have a Gears of War or Halo launch in September this year really hurt the bottom line for entertainment and devices at Microsoft. Um, so a big launch in the form of a new Xbox next next fiscal year could really help their bottom line there you go bazam i have no idea what the fuck sony is doing um people seem to think that they need to release it next year and that does not sound crazy to me from a logic perspective but i don't and i don't know how sony could afford to launch a console next year
3: yeah because i mean like things start to leak when these companies are working on hardware just because the hardware manufacturers are so diverse that people yep. start getting rumors and yeah stuff hasn't been leaking about sony stuff are, are they normally is super but, scarcely but like the sony but sony stuff does leak when it's being worked on i, I mean, v, people you, knew you, vita stuff before vita was getting that's announced. not the
2: weak link the weak link is when they send out dev kits mm. and we've got like inklings of specs of dev kits, but we have mm-hmm. not got for for Durango for the next Xbox, mm-hmm. Uh which I think is Xbox Infinite or Infinity. Um,
1: but we—that's yeah, we, a I, bold name. To I call was going to say anything. that's it's a mistake. Eight,
2: well, what follows the Infinity? It's an eight on its side. So because uh, they wanted to just be like now you can get your
1: Windows eight live all together when using sounds, our shitty Windows eight. It
2: sounds like it's designed <laughs> to be upgraded. Like the thing about these consoles is that. They have seen more radical change uh, from an OS perspective than any consumer product I've ever I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, definitely. I just feel like they're going to try and connect to Windows 8, which I would prefer. They
2: most certainly are.
1: Ugh. I did not like Windows 8. It's it's definitely going to share like Windows
2: Phone 8 mm-hmm. shares the same kernel, like the same basic operating system with Windows 8 on desktops, and I don't see why Xbox would be any different.
3: Makes certainly makes sense from an integration perspective. If you're
1: trying to marry people to an ecosystem, that's how it's done. They're definitely trying to marry people to an ecosystem. If you download the newest dashboard update, it has all these videos about basically like your Windows life, you know, which involves like Surface, which involves a Windows Phone eight, which involves an Xbox. Like basically, you always have it, and they're going to talk to each other.
3: Well, I mean, like the the Apple and Google models are right there in front of you. If you're not duplicating those models, then you you don't see the future of software.
2: You're already in an ecosystem like this. Yeah. Exactly. If yep. you use Gmail, like you are in that ecosystem. If you use Mac products, you are in an ecosystem like that. Um, I'm in both of those ecosystems. Yeah, me too. I'm not terribly thrilled with Android. I'm wondering how Windows 8 phone 8 is going to turn out before I buy a new phone.
1: That's the thing is, I just don't know how I feel about Windows 8 yet. I hear a lot of negative stuff about it.
2: I, yeah, but I hear I a mean, lot of bitching by people who sound like they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I heard a lot of
3: bitching about Windows 7, too, though. And I love Windows Most 7. of the
1: stuff I hear about Windows 8 that people seem to be bitching about, though, is that it anymore. sounds like it's like way more controlled. Like, you can't... Like, there's gonna, it's going <laughs> to be Except much more none restrictive. None of that is true. No?
2: No. None of it is true. There's nothing you can do on Windows 7 that you can't do in Windows 8. Period.
3: And my whole thing is, like, I don't want all that extra shit. I just want my fucking shit to work. I just... That's as long as about. it works and as long as stuff isn't crashing like crazy
2: on me, and I mean
3: fine. I don't need to I don't need to know all your like dirty underpinnings. Testing, I don't need to see how the sausage testing is. Testing
2: suggests that Windows eight is a faster operating system than Windows seven is. That's um, mostly what I care about. Me too. And and as far as like a closed ecosystem, you can install programs on Windows eight the same way you've always installed programs on Windows. I mean so well, that would be about,
3: ridiculous if you couldn't. Well, no, but that's like the that's the rhetoric that's going that, around. That's
2: going around, like people like fucking Notch and Gabe at Valve are talking about how it's a closed system.
1: And see, this is people. what I hear, and as a and, and as a, a person that, that doesn't stay
2: horseshit. like anyone, anytime I see anyone say that shit, I just assume they are operating from an agenda. Like in the case of Gabe Newell, he is operating from the position of someone who is deathly afraid of an integrated marketplace that will sell games. Because that is a threat to Steam.
3: And that just doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't be able to install programs. I mean, like, are you... Are any program that you wanted, are they just gonna, like, cut off... Well, that's what party I was saying. They're not? Yeah.
2: Like, the only thing that's segregated from anything else is the start screen with, like, the, the keys or whatever. Hmm. Like, but you can go to a desktop and launch things the same way as you always have. Or you hit the start button and start typing the name of Steam and Steam launches. Yeah, that much I knew. Like... It, it's infuriating watching people say that shit, because well, it's that, blatantly the, false.
3: Well, in the Metro UI, like, I would be willing to it's bet that... It's like,
2: uh, what is it? It's Windows 8 style. They changed everything for Metro because they were afraid of getting sued by somebody. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really huh.
3: weird. I kind of like the name Metro. I did, too. Okay, well, anyway, the Windows 8 style UI, <laughs> you would think that third-party developers, or the user, I should say, would be able to customize what goes on that screen, because you want it to be useful to everybody, so if I want Steam on my home screen or whatever, I should be able to do it.
1: Well, see, I just got educated on Windows 8, and I hope a lot of other people did too, because all I've heard is, like I said, the rhetoric online, which is that... A bunch of people being like, "Ah, it's gonna be so terrible!" Right? And you hear that about every Windows when it comes out every time. And like Matt said, the biggest thing that I want that makes me hesitant to like invest in early is just that I want it to work. Like I don't want shit to have compatibility problems. I mean, this has been in in beta easily as long as Windows Seven was. Sure, sure, sure. Um, It's just compatibility things, right? Because I've been burned in the past, like between the jump between XP and like you know, like I just the thing thing for me about this
2: is that. This is part of Valve's pattern of trying to separate themselves from Windows. Like, talking about Linux being the future of Valve (laughs) is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard, and if anybody but Gabe Newell was saying it, everyone would laugh at that developer. But because people love Valve for telling them what they want to hear on a regular basis, anything he says is considered gospel.
1: There you go. From the Gospel of Arthur Geese.
2: <laughs> I like Valve games, but get, Jesus Christ, for God's sake, have like a little perspective.
1: If you want to write in your letters about gospels, don't do that. You can. <laughs> you can answer. You can send that to letters at esleepdashgame You can find us on Twitter. I am at Chuff Money. Arthur's at A E G I E S, and Matt is at Talking Orange. You remember uh, my name. Yeah, I know, Mash uh to <laughs> Dunwall Tower. Um, and then you can uh, you can find our work. Uh, you can find my work at ign.com, and you can find uh, the stuff that Arthur's doing at uh, theverge.com/slash so gaming nope. for a little bit longer. Nope, not anymore. No. We're well, okay. What about anything? the backlog?
2: I mean, there's a backlog at the Verge, all of which will be is being moved to integrated polygon, to Polygon. As no- a <laughs> polygon launches. Nope, right. Shut up. We haven't announced that. Oh. I have to stop soon you'll be able to see soon. I'm just going to have to bleep that out. Because we haven't... What if something goes wrong?
3: (laughs) I I just assumed it... Well, you said it so casually today,
2: I assumed it had been announced. I'm sorry. Well, I don't think anything is going to go wrong, but I never think anything is going to go
1: wrong. (laughs) Well, Okay, that's not true. I always think something is going to go wrong, but I never assume that it will. uh, So if you want to find Matt's work, where can they do that, Matt? Nowhere. Nowhere. The internet is everywhere. I'm um, <laughs> I guess you guys no listen to Rebel Time. So.
2: but yeah. <laughs> but but he's just really well, hilarious. I've got bad
1: news for you, Anthony. We're all gonna die. Well, I'm saying he does not look healthy, but the but he's hilarious.
3: Yeah, the greatest thing about him though is that like he's super into fucking cheeseburgers, yes, man. He is. Like. And, uh, but he doesn't just do
1: cheeseburgers. He also does like Doritos Locos tacos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he yeah. does like every fast food basically. This
2: sounds like a fucking bit from a Chichen Chong movie. <laughs> oh man, it's, he does every. He does tacos. He puts. Like, he, does, he basically <laughs> he just has like a. It looks like he just has
1: like a GoPro mounted to his, yeah, his dashboard or something. Yeah, and or then or he flip gets back, cam or exactly, something exactly, and yeah. he just sits there and
2: Mexican American chows down.
1: I loved the one for the Doritos Locos tacos because he has like a bag of Doritos and he just pulls it out of it and he's like ah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is from the commercial i think oh is it yeah i haven't seen the commercial that's the joke uh uh-huh. i have tv so i know these things <laughs> and then there's the there's Having like that TV one... is important
1: when you work at home because it's like oh well
3: the, uh, people exist. <laughs> i have a friend <laughs> i'm,
1: I'm appearing on a direct tv documentary <laughs> about what's what? being done about so idea. to be fair but not on amc <laughs> no it's a direct tv documentary just about call of duty black ops the, um, and they wanted someone from the press to talk on it. Hmm. It's just about Black Ops and like impressions, and hopefully no one thinks that I'm just shilling for it because I was really positive on it because I think the game looks really cool. Yeah. But, so, cool. Look, so you said it made your penis hard. I just said it looked no, really cool, and that and that I think their pr- their 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 version of the future is plausible, which I think is kind of cool. Like it's not totally unbelievable, which you know, very. Right. Like, they
2: consulted with someone who should be in fucking jail about it. I would hope so.
1: Yeah. Which uh, guy is that? Oliver North.
2: Oh yeah. See? That guy is a giant scumbag. Is he? Yeah.
1: I don't know. all I know is the Peter Singer guy. He's like another like futurist guy that they talk to a lot. Mm.
3: I didn't know they consulted with Oliver North.
1: Yeah. Or you did say that. It's once a little in the
2: there past. was a big it was there's a big like to do about it when really? it was first announced. Yeah, because Oliver North is like should be in fucking jail for well, this. Yeah, of his no life. doubt, but still. Um check 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 check
3: didn't stop him from being a commentator on fox
2: no i'm pretty sure that increases his qualifications for fox <laughs> um the levels are really low although it's really loud check 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 mic check
3: check 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 mic check 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 mic check uh, what's the master
2: volume set to
3: blah 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 blah, blah 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 it's, it's, blah, bra, it's, it's blah, exactly where it was, it was blah 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 blah, blah bah, 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 bah. those are both where
2: they were check check check
3: this is me talking and about how much I'm probably yeah, going to it's talk level-wise. It seems low, but everyone's perfectly audible. I don't. know. <laughs> oh, don't kill yourself. Or your iPad. Or your iPad.
2: That'd make you sad. Poor iPad. Was <laughs> <laughs> that on purpose? No, the, couch, the couch was just like it. it launched it. You're still learning the vagaries of your new furniture. <laughs> but I did. I did buy that really
1: nice case for it because it has like. Protectors.
3: uh yes but you do have a you do have a nice new couch now
2: no more me, no more cat peeve it's gonna futon. make sound really bad if i say that like i'm looking at surface and trying really hard not to be a whore
1: what do you mean I that mean, makes you sound really bad? i mean i'm a whore too but i just don't i just surface to me just doesn't appeal to me yet
2: yet like the tablet computer like yeah i'm just saying it doesn't appeal to me yet thing is what is getting me
1: yeah definitely i mean like that's really what I want I mean if I was going to buy a tablet at this point and I was not going to buy an iPad mm. for sure I would buy one of the ones that does both like whether it's the Acer one or the the Asus one my problem it's really with the good. Surface
2: is that you can't have it in your lap with the keyboard yeah like this like this works as a lap computer because it's, a it's rigid yeah it's rigid and the screen folds up separately and yeah right but because of the keyboard thing yeah Yeah, well, I mean, maybe I don't know
3: i mean my ideal my ideal
1: I interface get, for computing you're speaking is, to a horse so I'm, i yeah. can't i understand <laughs> I just bought a star wars xbox 360 yeah. and i just bought an, uh, that what else did you buy i told you i was buying that origin thing oh, did you the buy the test laptop yeah okay it's on <laughs> oh, its oh, way wow. back though it's being repaired already well because when dan when dan got it it had a key it had one key that didn't work oh and so i sent it back Great. to him wow but, I mean, that's that's what I <sighs> – my
3: ideal computing interface would be a touch interface. So, I mean, like, I have an iPad, but I kind of feel like it was a waste of money for me for how little I use it. Huh. But um, Really? Yeah. I, I just use don't, mine all the time, though. I just – I hardly ever use mine. I, I'm either using my laptop or my PC for gaming, but I almost – If never, I'm not using my PC for I gaming. I use my phone all the time. Like,
1: oh, yeah. See, but I browse on this thing all the time. Yeah. This is how I read all my magazines I, um, now.
3: I browse on my laptop, you know. My girlfriend uses my. I don't iPad have a good laptop. A lot, though, right. so that's my fiance uses my lap. Uses my iPad a lot more. I think than I that do. I'm
2: gonna unsubscribe to every magazine until I have a tablet of some kind because I'm just tired of getting paper. Magazines. Yeah. Like they're always crushed into my mail slot, mm-hmm. and like going into my bathroom, it's like archaeology counting the rings of a tree or like, a, <laughs> a fossilized tree by looking at how many magazines there are in there.
3: Yeah, um, I don't want anything physical anymore
2: any of my media i still want physical some things like i still like physical games and physical movies to a degree although i'm much choosier
3: the only reason why i like blu-rays is because it's still the best quality that you can see a movie on at home
2: yeah and it's going to be a long time before any streaming service is even remotely close yeah it's true uh anthony speak <laughs> hey
1: this is me speaking
3: Matt Okay Raise your voice This is me raising my voice at you Anthony What's
2: going on pee? Uh okay